Welcome to this week's edition of Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. This is uh, always a highlight of the week when we get to sit down and spend some time in God's Word and just literally exploring what God has to say about us and and the plan He has for us. Glenn, it's always it just it's always just encouraging and uh, enjoyable and uh, educational. I think uh, to just take the time out to take the time to read God's Word. You know. Amen. And just thank you to the listeners and the people that uh, continue to come in and, and watch and listen to, through the whole uh, the whole podcast. And uh, just so so pleased to God be the glory because because what we're we're seeing and I'm seeing because I get more benefit out of this and just the preparation uh, than the people watching and listening uh, is is how the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation is is revealing. Jesus, because this is what it's all about, and his love for the world, and uh, uh, just so 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 much fun, and and just really appreciate it. And so we're going to be talking about what you need to know today, what you need to know, uh, <laughs> and just kind of exciting conversation today. And thank yeah, you. Yeah, you know, we were having a conversation before we rolled, and we were just talking about how how um, following Jesus was really talking about love and uh we're talking about agape love and all these different things and as as we go through some of these titles in case you're new to this series i want to encourage you to visit the repleminute.com because there's so much good material there there's some great um great titles out there that will really help you uh as you explore the things of of god mysteries revealed heavenly uh, treasures one of the ones that's really gotten a big reaction is victor not victim. Because Glenn, uh, I know one of the things you do in your business, and we talk about uh, the fact that uh, for so many years, you've, you've, you've been uh, overseeing your own business, GA Repl and Company, and you guys provide a lot of different uh, help to consumers on the, uh, uh, on the, on the financial services side of things. And I remember, you know, uh, you began the Repl Minute in 2006 and have been faithfully publishing that, you know, for decades now. And and just trying to give people a biblical, motivational, encouraging word every weekday as they start their day. And then that kind of led you to this book, uh, Fraud, what God has to say about the tactics of the enemy, which is really something that as we keep exploring it, is more and more about helping people understand their identity through Christ. And then that kind of led us into the journey of uh, building the Kingdom Living podcast, which are now... Uh, reaching literally, uh, uh, you know, every 90 days, well over a couple of million people around the uh, around the globe. And here we are, episode 110, and we, we learn, and I, I love to say this, Glenn, it's like you, you always make the point that this isn't really like an opinion uh, conversation or, or an interpretive thing. It's just we're really just reading the Bible and what God has to say about stuff. Amen. And, and I carry that is just so key because you're going to see today's teaching is just full of scripture and, and just digging in and, and really encouraging the people listening and watching is to, to ask the question, say, Lord, what does this really mean? Because what's happened, and this is where the, the book fraud came from, as I'm reading the word, I go, wait a minute, I, I had lies in there. And I said, boy, that's a fraud that was committed against me. And, and we need to know our identity of who we really are and religion and, and just, uh, uh, just all the thinking has held us back really from being sons of God and the intended purpose that God had us for us before he even formed the world. Uh, so it, it's exciting. It's exciting to hear and listen to the word of God. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, I can't think of a better place for us to dive right in than just with that as our intro. So let's let's jump straight into it. And and again, one of the, and this one that we just talked about uh, last in the yeah. last podcast, and I just thought this is so neat: the six thousand year lie, the six thousand year lie. And again, to imagine us believing a lie uh, for six thousand years. And and we're we're going to be talking about that. And again, that that's a part of the fraud uh, that that we have uh, in our in our lives here. And this is the definition of fraud. And I think it's important that we kind of redefine these things because Wikipedia defines fraud as it in law, fraud is the deliberate deception to secure unfair or unlawful gain or to deprive a victim of a legal right. And the Merriam-Webster defines fraud as follows: intentional perversion of truth. You know, and what is God? He is spirit and truth. So man has been continually perverting the truth to get his own way in order to do another to part with something of value or to surrender their legal rights. And that's our identity. We've surrendered our identity to man. So what we're going to do today is put the fraud, because we like to do this, put the fraud fire extinguisher on the lie did God really say? And let, let's look at the scripture here. And, and the scripture is in Genesis 2, 16 through 17. And the Lord commanded the man saying, you may freely eat of every tree of the garden. So here's what we're doing is God did say. The enemy says, did God really say? So what we want to know here today is what, what do you need to know? And what we need to know is what did God say? So the first thing he said to man is you can freely eat from every tree, every tree in the garden, but, 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 but of the tree of the knowledge of good. And, I, and again, this is really important because Carrie and I know this, because we've done this over so many podcasts, but green means the green line, which I'll talk about. And the red means the red line living. So the green line is is, is uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessings of clean. Don't eat from that tree for when you eat of that tree for that day of you eat of it, you'll surely what? Die. So what's happened for 6,000 years, we've believed in death. We've believed in death more than life. And so really in the garden, there was really just two decisions. And this is our daily decision-making process. It's either life or death. What are we speaking? What are we speaking uh, 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 over our own uh, soul and body? And what's the spirit inside of us? So we're going to put the, uh, the the fraud fire extinguisher on uh, the enemy. Did God really say? No, what God did say. And then also we're going to put the fraud fire extinguisher on, on uh, what God did say here too. And, and this is so important because I remember the first time I ever taught this in, in, in a group of about 40 people. And I'm going, boy, this almost, you know, are they really ready to hear this? Because so many times I feel like we're trying to move people away from uh, the religious and the doctrinal uh, teaching into really what, is the, what did God really say? So did God really say he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one? There's us in there. He raised, carry us, all of us, up with Christ, the exalted one. And we, we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. Now look at this. For we are now, now co-seated as one with Christ. Did God say that? God did say that. 
God did say that. And so that's important that we understand that that's the word of God that's speaking to us. So what do we need to know? Is Has God's kingdom, I've asked this question in, in past podcasts, but has God's kingdom come already? Are we waiting for God's kingdom to come? So let's look at a very common prayer uh, that we pray. And this is the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, which is the Lord's Prayer. Uh, uh, is 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 that and, and this is in the passion translation is is because what we prayed is is thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven and and again in in the passion translation here it's saying manifest manifest take it take your kingdom realm and cause every purpose thy will be done because that's the purpose take the purpose to be fulfilled on earth so what our purpose here is to fill the earth with heaven, fulfill the earth just as it is in heaven. So heaven coming to earth through who? Us, men, sons and daughters of God, when? Now. And so did God, God did say this, to manifest your kingdom realm, because that was his first sermons he ever did, and his first teaching was, uh, uh, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. It's here now. So that's why he came to bring the kingdom of God to live in man, what Adam couldn't do, the second Adam, Jesus did, and we are the sons of God. We are brothers and sisters with Jesus. And so to manifest the kingdom realm, bring the kingdom of God to earth now. And then in Romans 8, 19, because the entire universe is standing on tiptoes, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious, what? Sons and daughters, because everything is crying out to be redeemed. As we recognize that we have been redeemed, then our part is to redeem everything else as sons and daughters. So that's the greater things that we do than he did. And so we have greater purposes here because he had to leave so that the Holy Spirit, uh, the Trinitarian God could come, the Godhead could come live in us. So as we do in each of the teachings, it's just really important that, that we, we, and again, this one's talking about green lines and red lines here, uh, that we get this is, is that, and again, as Carrie said to, and I just, just make this clear, is that uh, the Holy Spirit is the teacher here. And as we go through the scriptures, as we're speaking here, that you allow the Holy Spirit uh, to, to speak to you uh, through, through his voice, the Holy Spirit in you. So there are three questions we like to ask. What are the three greatest historical events ever? And, and again, a part of this is that God knew us before the creation, before he formed everything. But the first and greatest uh, historical event is creation. He spoke the word, the word, and then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So he spoke everything, the heavens and earth into existence. And then he created man, he created Adam and Eve. And, 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 uh, and they told us about the, the two, the tree, uh, the trees in the garden. And, and he says, uh, you can eat from any of the trees, but don't eat from that tree in the center, which is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. When you eat from that tree, you will surely die. And what's interesting here with the word death 
Death is decay. Adam and Eve didn't die immediately. They started decaying. And that's a part of the sickness and the disease. And death did happen. Death came in both spiritually and physically. And that's what we call the second greatest historical event. Not happy about that because imagine what it would have been like if they'd never done that, that it fulfilled the purpose here on earth that God had intended them for to do and, and, and accomplish God's plan on earth. What the earth would look like now would not be groaning and, and, and looking for man to, man's redemption. But in God's love for all, all mankind, the third and greatest uh, historical event is redemption. He came and redeemed and recreated us back into the image and likeness of God. And it's so neat because, and we've talked about this in other podcasts, but the idea, the same seed that was planted in Mary uh, that Jesus came from, the seed, is the same seed that we're born again with. So we're the same seed. So that means we're the same seed. We're twins with Jesus. Different, but same. So, so we have that same seed, the same likeness as he has. So, so that's a part of what it is, is to manifest the earth now. So we're recreated with the Holy Spirit in us, and heaven is open now. Because Jesus came to bring heaven, the kingdom of God, to earth now to live and dwell in a body. He needed a body to live in because we'd given that body up to the red line living. We've been reestablished, recreated, restored back into uh, a, a, the image and likeness of God now. And even greater things is we have the Holy Spirit living. We have Jesus. We have the triune God, uh, the Godhead living inside of us uh, with the kingdom of God. And so... And, and this is why uh, it's so important over on the right there, just showing the revelation knowledge for, for us to receive this knowledge we've got. But we define the kingdom of darkness as darkness represents, and this is so important because this also defines the sin nature, is that darkness represents mankind's ignorance of the redeemed identity and innocence. So when we, when we walk and think and speak, in the ignorance of really our identity, that's the sin nature. So, so we're speaking, uh, did, did God really say that? But God did say that we're made in his likeness and image. We're gonna be looking at a lot of scriptures here. And so what we need to know is our identity of who, it, we're not ignorant anymore. We have the word of God here. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us as our teacher. So all these, all, all of this is available to us. So, and this is a scripture that, boy, the more that we say this, the more we teach on this, it just becomes real, more real. And because we see so many parts of, of the word of God tying to this core scripture. And because uh, with what we're going to be teaching today, it's, it's like, wow, it all ties into the, and this is Colossians 3 verses 1 through 4 in the Passion Translation. And, and again, this is another thing, is that as you ask questions, as you're reading uh, your Word of God, the NIV, the New King James, the King James, whatever version you read, read other versions. Uh, look and, and ask the question, what does this really mean? And then look up what that word means in Hebrew or Greek, and then get some understanding of it. And, and I, I read multiple translations asking questions uh, with some understanding of, of what this really means. Now, what I've done here, and also challenge you also to personalize the scriptures, because they're meant for each of us as sons and daughters. And this is personalized, uh, Colossians 3, 1 through 4, is because it would read in the Passion, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection. 
and really and personalizing it, Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. This is why I yearn for all that is above because our position is heaven and earth now. And that's the above thinking, thinking above the heavenly, bringing heaven and earth is all that is above. For that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. We're going to see that we're sitting with him now. And so, yes, yes, yes. So this is why why I feast on all the treasures. See, see, we've always looked at treasures as the monetary. The treasures is the heavenly treasures of the heavenly realm and fill our thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the local, not with the news uh, of the day, which fill, is filled with fear and death and worry and anxiety, and not with the distractions of this natural realm. Because it's so easy to caught up in the listing of the words and the hate that's going on. Uh, and so, so and don't fill up my thoughts with fill up our thoughts with heavenly realities, not with the distractions of the natural realm. So so my crucifixion, Carrie, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, this life. And now, and now my true life is hidden away in God, in God, in Christ. And I just love this. And as Christ, and, and Carrie, this kind of what you're saying too, as Christ himself, as, as he's revealed, as he's seen for who he really is, who I am, Carrie, who you are, who those listening, who you really are will also be revealed. So as Christ himself is seen, so that, that's an unseen, it's seen in the unseen, in the uh in 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 the in the heavenly, in the heavenly, because we, we've got heaven and earth, and he became the word and became flesh and dwelt among us. So, so he heaven came to earth in the spirit, soul, and body, which Jesus had, we have the same spirit, soul, and body. Now we've been redeemed. And as Christ is seen for who he really is, who I really am will also be revealed. And this is so neat. For I am what? Now one with him in his glory. Because we have some thinking that says, I have to die to, to be with him in his glory. And that's when I get sanctified. Where What, what you're going to see today is the scriptures are showing that we've been sanctified and made holy now through the cross, when that revelation of who we really are, which happened 2,000 years ago, because that was the day the Lord has made. And it goes back to that now, that now is now to, to 2,000 years ago. So, let, let's look at, a, at, a, at some scriptures here that, that deal with where we're going as far as God did say. And so, so we've, we've, uh, uh, we've got the two trees, the tree of life and the tree of death. And that's the decision that we have each day to speak life or death, because the power is in our word, the words that come out, so we can speak life or death. And, and again, Jesus saying this in John 10, 10. So, so this is God did say. The thief uh, does not come except. The thief wants to steal, to kill, and destroy. Our thinking of our identity of who we are. But Jesus says, I've come uh, that you may have life, life, and, and have it more abundantly. That's that heavenly thinking, not the lower level of thinking, of the natural thinking. That's the heavenly thinking. And, and what we find is that the word life is actually Zoe life, uh, which also is like salvation and sozo. So sozo, and, and again, so many times 
we 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 think spiritually we're missing the physical part here too of of life that's physical and spiritual so god did say salvation sozo and zoe is life spiritually and physically and that means healed that's physically healed. to be made whole to be delivered from the fallen mindset to be protected as 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 there's sickness and disease and famine and 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 all this out there, but we walk as protected. We're going to be looking at some of the scriptures around this, and we're we're saved. We have the salvation. We're restored to health because the the, the decay that came in uh, through Adam has been reversed, and now our body is being restored into health through our spirit, our spirit, soul, and body. As our soul comes in line, it was if if we keep speaking, speaking that, oh, when I, I'm going to die one day. No, God came to give us life spiritually and physically, and he came to keep us safe and sound, to rescue us from the danger. What's one of the dangers? Death. Seeing that the 6,000-year lie is we believed in death more than we have the tree of life, and we're speaking the tree of death more than we are uh, the tree of life, and to rescue us from danger, and we are cured. And that's the word sozo, uh, which is also salvation, and Zoe is he came to bring us life now. So, and we talked about this a little in the past, but I just want to uh, say this again. So what was the gospel that Paul preached? In 2 Timothy 1, 10, verse 10 and 11, and, and uh, this is in the Passion Translation. So God did say, this truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus. So what is the truth that's being uh, being revealed? Our life giver. Jesus is a life giver. And what has he done? He's dismantled death, spiritual and physical. Because we're going to be talking a little more about when Jesus says, eat of my body, drink of my blood. And, and they had a hard time understanding that this was physical. Because we, we can sometimes over-spiritualize things and say, this is just spirit. No, he, he the anointing just our life giver has dismantled death. He came to dismantle, obliterating all its, effect, all its effects on our lives. That decay that we talked about. And, and has manifested, look at this, his immortal life in us by the gospel. By the gospel. So this is Paul speaking now. And he has anointed me, Paul, as his preacher, apostle, and teacher of the truth to the nations. So the gospel Paul is teaching is the, um, the good news of the immortal life, spirit and body. So that's an important part because we've kind of closed that off to think, oh, everybody has to die physically. Well, Jesus... How can we manifest the earth if, 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 and, 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 and redeem the earth without sons of God here on earth doing this, uh, without becoming who we're intended to be? So here's, here's what, and again, God did say. So th this is the good news here in Mark 16, verses 17 through 18. Is, is that, uh, and again, we have the choice of the tree of life or the tree of uh, the knowledge of good and evil of the tree of death. And so, uh, and this is so neat because we sometimes read this as, what, what's this really mean here? And, and Mark 16, 17 through 18, is that, and, 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 and uh, this is Jesus speaking. He said to them, as you go into all the world, preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel and to what? To the entire human race. 
And whoever believes the good news, and again, I put this in green and highlighted here because this is good news, and is baptized will be saved, will be sozoed, and whoever does not believe the good news will be condemned. Now look at this. These are the miracles. The miracle signs will accompany those who believe. And we're going to define some of these words. They will, they will drive out demons and the power of whose name? In the name of Jesus. They will speak in tongues and new tongues will have a spiritual language, a prayer language that they pray that we don't understand. But we're praying to God in our spiritual language. And here it comes. And this is really important. They will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Now, this is really strange. I remember when I first read this. And so what, what's, that, what's that really all mean here? And so what we find is that here's a definition of this uh, in one of the foot, footnotes. And then I just extended this out here. And in just verse 18, that we supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous. And they'll lay hands on the sick to be healed. So here's the, the study Bible uh, that it comes out. They will pick up snakes and be unharmed and whatever poison they drink will not hurt them. Some scholars believe that this sentence contains two, two aromatic idioms. To pick up snakes could be the picture of overcoming one's enemies, snakes. What's the enemy to our thinking? It's to think of our lower identity and to be speaking death over us, eating from that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So when we think less than our identity of who we really are called to be, uh, so that's overcoming one's enemies, which are snakes, and then drinking poison, maybe speaking uh, of dwelling with attacks on one's character, the poisonous words that have come at us. Uh, in, in the words, the, the news of the day, uh, what we're reading, where we're putting our mind and our, and our thoughts. Because uh, as, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So are we really thinking on the heavenly things? Or are we thinking on the earthly things? Because heaven is inside of us through, through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living in us now. So here's, here's an important part, and this is something that, that has just become real to me, uh, and I was challenged to memorize Psalms 91, and this is verses 11 through 14, because now, because if we go back to that verse, it was talking about uh, the snakes and, and being protected, and so this is in Psalms 91, it's, it's really about trusting God and, and the protection that we have uh, through the Lord Jesus Christ, so God sends angels with special, this is Psalms 91, 11 through 14, so God, God sends angels with special orders to protect you, me, Carrie, everyone, wh wherever you go, so, so we're protected, defending you from all the harm, all the harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there. He'll, they'll be there. The angels will be there to keep you from stumbling. Now, again, God did say this. God did say this is what God did say. <clears throat> You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness. Look at this. Trampling every one of them beneath your feet. And what's the last enemy to be defeated? death. Well, look at that. For here, here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you love me, delighted in me, you have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. Now, this is the old covenant. We have the new covenant to live inside. And this has been done. God did say this. He's there protecting us. 
He is our protector. So we don't need to fear the sickness and the disease and the decay. We have life abundantly. We have life abundantly. And, and so uh, the last enemy to, to be defeated, and these are different scriptures of, of 1 Corinthians 15 through 26, we have the resurrected life. God did say death is defeated. God's perfect love drives out fear. So the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. And, and that, that's, uh, that's in the King James. And then, then the last enemy in the, the passion, the, the last enemy to be subdued and eliminated is death itself. And the last enemy, death is uh, abolished. Uh, and the last enemy that is destroyed is death. And, and this one I really kind of like is the mirror translation. Is resurrection life will finally triumph over every definition of death. When we realize that we have resurrection life now, we have life abundantly now, we finally enter into that thinking, that mindset of rest. We enter to that rest because that's the promises, that's the heavenly now, and we're thinking in the heavenly, and that soul comes to rest. As a soul comes to rest, what has to do? Sickness and disease and death has to move out of our of, of, of the way. And so, and this, this is something that was really neat too, is that who killed Jesus? Because we have a thought pattern here. Let's let's look at this. And so we're going to go through some God did says here. And I don't forget the first time I, I I taught on this, and 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 I go, wow, this this is. I go, wow, are people really going to hear this? Is because these are four things over here to the left on the side. Here's uh, Christ died. We we died. We died with Christ. We are resurrected with Christ. We ascended with Christ, and we're sitting with Christ now. So we have to understand because we have, because uh, that green line is the intended purpose for mankind all along. It was never intended for man to fall and live at the red line. But God loved us so much, he brought us back into the, into the green line, which is eternal, ever, forever and ever and ever. God is outside of time. And we're outside of time because we have the, the divine nature of God, the Godhead living inside of us. And with that, we're outside of time. So, we, so what happens, what happened 2,000 years ago is, happening to us now and it's happening to us continually so god did say so so who killed jesus here we'll see this is that uh uh god gave his life up for all no one killed jesus he laid his life down so so in in this is in galatians 2 20 uh, in the passion trans my glenn's old identity has been crucified your old identity has been crucified with christ so we've been crucified with christ and no longer lives that old identity is gone and is no longer alive and now the essence of my new life is no longer mine it's no longer mine for the anointed one lives his life how through me we live in union as one my new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God, the faith of the Son of God. It's not the faith in the Son of God. We have the faith of the Son of God who loves me. He loves me so much that what did he do? He laid himself down. He gave himself. No one killed him. God loved us so much that Jesus laid his life down. He died for us, and we died with him. So he gave himself up for me, for us, for all of us, dispensing his life where? He dispensed his life 
into each one of us. This is a big idea. And so God did say this. God did say this. This is what he said. Now, here's another thing God did say. And, and this is in Romans 6, 4 in the Passion Translation. Shares, and again, we, we died with Christ. We resurrected with Christ. We're sinned with Christ. And we're sitting with Christ when? Now. And so God did say, sharing in his death, by our baptism means that we were co-buried with him. We descended with him. We, we were crucified with him. Uh, we were shared in his death. We're baptized into that death. And so that, so that, here's a so that. So when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised from the dead. So we've already died and we've been raised with him. And we have been co-resurrected with him so that what? So that we could be empowered to walk in the freshness of the new life. This is now. These are now scriptures, meaning it's 2,000 years ago when this happened, but this is for us now. This isn't into the sweet by and by that I have to die to get to heaven to get this. This is something that we already died with him, so heaven can come and live inside of us now. So our co-resurrection, and, and we're co-raised with him. We're co-buried with him, and we died with him. We've already died with him. Oh, that's powerful. So powerful. So, and, and then this is in Romans 6, is, is Romans 6, verses 7 to 8, is, and this is kind of neat. Obviously, a dead person is incapable of sinning. <laughs> if And if we were co-crucified with the anointed one, we know that we'll also share in the fullness of his life, his life, his Zoe life now. So we've died with Christ, we're resurrected with Christ, we've ascended with Christ, and we're sitting with Christ now. So in Ephesians 2, 6, and this is really important, we're going to look at two different uh, translations here. And, and this is so important because th this is one that he raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. Now look at when, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. That's that green line. That's forever line. That's when we're born again. We enter that, that green line when the Holy Spirit, we're baptized in the Holy Spirit and the revelation, the power comes into us. We start understanding and seeing the word of God, the revelation of our identity of who Christ is and who we really are comes together, united together. We are now co-seated as one with Christ. God did say. God did say we are now co-seated as one with christ we're in we're on that green line and here's what the mirror translation says and i thought this is really 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 great we're co-seated we're co-resurrected and we have the legal right to be co-seated with jesus uh and this is the mirror uh verse six here is we are co-included in his resurrection we are also co-elevated in his ascension to be equally present in the throne room of the heavenly realm where we are co-seated with him in his executive authority. We are fully represented in Christ Jesus. And this is what the study Bible, the mere study Bible has as a footnote here. It says, 
<laughs> we have wasted so much time trying to get there when, when there is where we are to begin with. We're there. Our joint position in Christ defines us. This can never again be a distant goal to reach through religious devotion or striving, but our immediate location. Oh, does that hit home with religious teaching? He, we died with, we, we died with Christ. We're resurrected with Christ. We're ascended with him. We're sitting with him now. God did say. God did say. So God did say in, in uh, Psalms 105, verses 37, and this is so neat too, because uh, we got to realize the Israelites came out of, out of Egypt. They'd been enslaved there for, uh, for all these years. And then, then so neat, they came out to go into the promised land. So this, and, and again, when they came out, the, the first, uh, firstborn was, 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 was taken and the, and the blood of the lamb was put over the doorpost, which is representative of Jesus' death. And, the, and, 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 and again, uh, the seas were parted. We had the 10 plagues. They, they walked through. And again, as they went through, and, and this, this is so neat, at last, God freed all the Hebrews from their slavery and sent them away, sent them away laden with silver and gold, totally restored of Egypt. And, and not even one of them was what? feeble, feeble with decay on their way to where? To the promised land. So this is the foretelling of, of the shadow of Jesus. And because and, we were enslaved, we were enslaved, and now we've been set free with the good news uh, of the gospel, the good news uh, of life more abundantly now that we have heaven come to earth living inside us. So we died with Christ, uh, we're resurrected with Christ, we ascended with Christ, and we're sitting with Christ. God did say. And I, I just love this now. Th this is something that 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 was very, very offensive uh, to be speaking. Again, this is Jesus speaking. So God did say, because God is Jesus. Uh, Jesus is God. The Holy Spirit's God. They're three in one. And we are just like Christ is, the Holy Spirit living in us. And so uh, this is John 6, 50 through 51 uh, in, in the Passion Translation. So standing here before you, so this, this is Jesus speaking this. You got to imagine him speaking this. Standing here before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will what? You'll never die. Now, he just had, had fed the 5,000 with five loaves. So he's dealing with physical He's, de he's dealing with the physical life. And we can sometimes look at this just spiritually, but he's dealing with spiritual and physical life here. We're dealing with the sozo. We're dealing with life. And so uh, when you eat the, this, I'm the true bread uh, that comes out of heaven. When you eat this bread, you will never die. I alone am this living bread that is living bread now. And again, they're, they're still looking and thinking about the physical bread. I am the living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread. Eat of me. Eat this bread and you'll live forever. The living bread I give you is my body. So he's transfiguring his body into our body. This bread I give you is my body, which I will offer as a sacrifice so that all may live. Live. Physical. Spiritual. He's saying, eat, 
eat of my body and understand when I eat of this body because we're hungry for the physical food. But he's saying when we are hungry, and this is what's been so amazing is, is those of you watching, listening to the podcast over and over and over, we have such a hunger for the word of God. That's the hunger that we have, the revelation as he's revealing through the Holy Spirit to you, the hunger to know the truth, because the truth will set you free. And that's the part about the book uh, fraud is is that is uh, revealing our identity and the lies that that we have. So, and part of the lies is that this is just talk. He's just speaking spiritually. He's talking physically here also. So, let's just read this uh, these verses here uh, uh, again in in, in 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 a little more of the context here. And this is uh, ch chapter six, verses forty seven through fifty one. We're going to go on into to some other verses here. And so I speak to you this living truth. Unite your heart to me. This is Jesus speaking. So God is saying this. God did say, "I am the true bread of life." Your ancestors ate manna, which is the physical bread, in the desert. And what they do? They died. Tree of life, tree of death. And they died because they there was decay. The, the decay. I am the true bread of life. And so, but, but standing here before you, which I just read again, standing before you is the true bread. This is the true bread that comes out of heaven. So he came out of heaven to bring the kingdom of God uh, now. So we have to repent. Repent is meta, meta noise, changing, changing our thinking. We have to change our thinking uh, towards life and not death. We have to renew, renew our mind. And so uh, uh, has come out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will never die. I alone, I alone, uh, and this living bread that comes to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you'll live forever. The living bread I give you is my body, which I will offer as a sign. He laid down his life so that we could live. We died with him. We're crucified with him. We died with him. We're buried with him. We ascended with him. We rose with him and ascended with him. And God did say. So, and keep going on. Now, this is verses 52 through 58. These words of Jesus spark an anger outburst among the Jews. They protested, saying, does this man expect us to eat his body? So they could not see the spiritual component of his body that he was giving up as the living sacrifice for us so that we could live. And so it's eating of his body. So when we take communion, we're eating of his body. We're eating the body and recognizing it's spiritual and physical so that we can have the body of Christ and be transfigured into his image and likeness now. And Jesus replied to them, listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. Unless you eat of the body of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you will not have eternal life. Eternal life comes to the one who eats my body, drinks my blood, his life is in the blood. I will raise him up on the last day. What was the last day? The resurrection day. 
That's the last day when he completed what God had, had intended to finish for the redemption of all mankind that day. That's the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. That's the day. It's not a future day. It's the day he's outside of time. And we're operating. When we work on a timeline, we're not, we're operating a man's time. We're outside of a time because of the divine nature of God living inside of us. Eternal life comes to the one who eats of my body and understands the body, uh, the reincarnate body that we have in Christ and drinks the blood, which is life. We have the DNA of God living inside of us. For my body is, look, look at this. My body is real, real food for your spirit and my blood is real drink. Oh, for my body is real food for your, for your spirit. So that's the food that keeps our, our body alive and the soul of and my, and my drink. My blood is the real drink. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. The father of life sent me and he is my life. In the same way, the one who feeds upon me, I will become their life, his life. I'm not like the bread your ancestors ate and later died. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread and you'll never, you'll, you'll live forever. And again, Jesus says, I am the bread. And the bread, the word is bread. You eat and have the hunger for the word of God. That's the hunger that we're looking for, is, is just feasting on the heavenly coming through the word of God uh, that we've got now. So just in, 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 in conclusion is, 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 again, the whole thought here, God did say, God did say in the, in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the Passion Translation says, manifest your kingdom realm and cause your purpose, your will to be done and fulfilled on earth. And who's that fulfilled through? His sons and daughters, just as it is in heaven. So heaven has come through Jesus. He's living in us. We're living in him. And so we're one with him. That same seed planted in Mary is the same seed that's planted in us. We're born again. We have the Holy Spirit in us. So God, God did say, and the entire universe is standing on tiptoes, yearning for us to, to see the unveiling of the of God's glorious sons and daughters now, so this is a now thing. And so, well, I just I just pray that many of you may be able to just listen and hear these scriptures here and just see the Word of God coming through and just this revelation knowledge of who Christ is and the revealing of who we are now. Amen and amen. You know, Glenn, it, it just always comes back to me as you're going through God did say, uh, because <clears throat> when we talk about your book, Fraud, what God has to say about the tactics of the enemy, it's like you pointed out in in the uh, in that original encounter in the garden, uh, you know, the enemy is going, did God say? And what we're responding is, yes, God did say <laughs> we're going to follow that instead what a what a neat way to what a neat way to kind of flip the script, if you will, 
you know, we talk a lot, Glenn, about um, the fact that you use in your in your uh, financial business, you use the uh, slogan or the the idea we want to help people reach your purpose. So if somebody has a specific goal that they're trying to accomplish, uh, that's where you try to come alongside and find ways to make to to facilitate that. And very much so, we said we can appropriate that a lot of times for the things that we talk about in the Kingdom Living podcast, the Rep a Minute, the Fraud series, and all of those things is the same idea. It's all about God wants to see you uh, reach your purpose. And really, that's why these teachings are so important, Glenn. And each time uh, when we get to the end, we've talked about this so many times. In the, you know, First of all, you should get your copy of Fraud. It's very easy, uh, 40 uh, bite-sized chapters, not hard to digest, but very, very powerful. And one of the things, Glenn, in the back, you have uh, this appendix, Who I Am in Christ, which is a, a powerful set of, of affirmations, which are just restating the things that God has already said about us in the Bible. And that's why I think we always close the show out with this Believer's Declaration of Legal Rights. And in fact, um, uh, there's a way for you to actually download your own copy and uh, suggest that you print it out and keep it close to you because it will encourage you and inspire you as you just move through your daily daily living. And uh, it's just a powerful way to think of things because God did say, <laughs> you know, Glenn? Yeah, and, and that's because we do have to flip it, like you said there. Yeah. See, we have the, the thing. We're speaking a lot of times in our head. Uh, right. Did God really say? Did God? No, we need to speak what he did say, and we need to have his word so alive inside of us that we're speaking what he did say. And that's our identity of knowing who we are. That's just so important. And again, this is what the Believer's Declaration of Rights are. And then also, like like Kerry was talking about, uh, the IMs, is that uh, I would just challenge all of those listening and watching is write down your IMs. And, and, and just because the book here, I don't know, we have maybe 100 or 150 different IMs in there, uh, page after page of them. And these were just uh, things that I had accumulated over, uh, you know, maybe five or six years. Every time I heard a new IM, I said, I am the righteous of God in Christ Jesus. You know, I'm a child of God. I'm a saint. I'm forgiven. And it's so important that we understand the IMs because uh, did God really say that? No, we're saying the I am. So it's what God did say about us and knowing our identity. So the Declaration of Legal Rights. And, and these are, again, these are these are the declarations we want to speak over ourselves of knowing our legal rights that we have because heaven has come to earth to live inside of us uh, with, with, with the, the divine nature of God in us. I am a special race as a child of God, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, in the body of Christ the church, in a kingdom of priests. I belong to the family of God. I can enter into God's presence boldly now. I have been recreated in God's image and likeness of love. See, that's an important part too, is, 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 is the love nature that we have of God, not the hate nature uh, that we see so expressed around the world. I manifest and experience heaven on earth now with righteousness, peace, and joy, which is the kingdom of God through the Holy Spirit. I am restored, redeemed, and recreated back with God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit living where inside of us now in me now. I have the word of God dwelling in me. I have Jesus living in me. I, I, I have the crown of righteousness on my head and wear the garment of praise 
which is my robe of righteousness. I have the legal rights, I have the legal rights and privileges to use the name of Jesus. I have the legal authority as a believer over the principality. See, this is so important. We, we have the legal authority as a believer over the principalities, powers, and, and rulers of the kingdom of darkness because we come from heaven. We have heaven and earth. We have heaven living inside us. So those principalities, when they see the light of Christ living inside, they have to flee. And I have, through the Holy Spirit living in me, the resurrection power to cast out demons and to lay hands on the sick, and they are healed. And we've been made righteous through Jesus Christ, is that it's him, it's not anything we perform or do, we've been made righteous because of what he did, and he's living inside of us, which makes us the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He gave his life for our life so that he could live inside of us. And so that makes us right, so that makes us clean and pure and holy. And that was his intent from the beginning, and to know our identity of who we really are now. That's not something we have to wait for. It was done. That day has happened now. Yeah, no doubt, Glenn. And in a moment, I'll ask you to uh, pray over everybody within the sound of our voices. I just want to remind you, though, if you're new to this, you can access all these great teachings, the Kingdom Living podcast. Uh, you can catch it on YouTube. You can catch it on Facebook. You can certainly get it at therepelminute.com which is a great place because you can also catch up on the fraud series. You can get a hold of the Repl Minute. All these things uh, are available, great resources available for you. And I always like to remind people, Glenn, uh, as this touches and impacts them and helps empower them in the things of the Lord, please be sure to like and share this with folks in your circle. The good news, uh, you know, it's the Great Commission. Share the good news uh, literally globally. And so that's what we're busy with here uh, on the Kingdom Living Podcast with Glenn Reppel. So kind of with that, Glenn, let me ask you to pray us out and uh, pray for everybody in the sound of our voice. Yeah, well, th thank you, Kieran. Thank you for hosting this all these years and just helping with the, the editing and writing of the book, too. I appreciate that. And thank you uh, for those people that tune in on a regular basis and, and, and listen to the teachings and respond back. Uh, 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 we have no agenda here except to further the kingdom of God. The word of God does not return void. And so we're just so thankful. So Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We're just so thankful. We're grateful for the life that you have given us, the abundant life that we have now, uh, for the sacrifice that was laid down for us that we could have life now. And Father, that eternal life that we never have to die, uh, that's just so exciting that the truth God did say, God did say, and he's speaking it to us, that that truth, uh, you are spirit and truth, you're living inside of us, that, that we know that that truth is, is in us. And Father, just pray for those people and thank for those people listening and watching that your truth does set them free. The, the bondage of, of the shackles and the and just uh, just the, the prisoner to the thoughts of their fallen identity uh, has been broken off and truth is coming in to the, the love that God has for them right now that that love just penetrates their heart and they see Christ for who he really is and they're being revealed how much God loves them right now. Father, we thank you. Thank you for the healing that's going on in our lives right now through that truth. And Father, we just praise, we praise, we praise your holy name. To God be the glory for your word that is cast 
out all over the earth because of, of the internet and the ability to spread your word. We're so thankful for that because it does not return void. We praise your holy name in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you again, listener, for tuning in. Remember the Kingdom Living Podcast from Glenn Reppel. You can find all the episodes right there at thereppelminute.com. And we will look forward to seeing you on the next edition of the Kingdom Living Podcast. So until then, God bless you.